Standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus. Well, uh, we're back. We're we're back. Just just us chickens. Of course, uh, Rufus. Rufus uh, is. I think you're as happy as I am. Well, I, and I appreciate that. Well, I, Rufus the rooster <laughs> is is so happy for my friend Mike Rayleigh because uh, this this is hard to get you. you you just don't fall out of a tree and get in the North Carolina oh, Broadcasting I mean, Hall of Fame because there, there are literally hundreds of people who, who apply or, or try to get to apply. Apply for others. And apply yeah. for others. And, yeah, and it, it just doesn't work unless you've done something extraordinary. And yours is not only the longevity, 
it's the kind of, of different things you've done for the, the people in the state. And, and you got to look at it this way, Mike. Have you had an influence on somebody's life? And I think through this show and other things, we've brought a lot of people out of the, the depths of despair. We've had people that were sad, and we, we made them happy. Yeah. Well, that's a big uh, purpose of our, this show. Our, our friend Steve has had some very <clears throat> sharp health declines, and I, I know that he gets encouragement from calling and hearing you tell him to, to, to get better, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just so tickled, and you, you might have – you, you might have sort of wet your pants a little bit. I don't know. No, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that. But I'll tell you, my heart. If if I didn't have AFib before before <laughs> those distinguished gentlemen walked in here, Don Curtis and Tom Campbell. I mean, I I didn't I had no idea what I had done. <laughs> they didn't look mad. When they no, walked in, no. So I, I didn't know when they were coming, but I knew why they were coming. Yeah, and it was uh, quite a quite a time. I'm so glad I was here. I, I, it's going to take take it a while for me to sink in. Just like anything, real good or real bad, it it takes a while yeah. for it to register and to assimilate. And to well, put this, it in this perspective. is good. I must say that personally, this is good for me because one of my dear friends, Mr. Crockett Long, died two nights ago, and you knew Crockett. I and did. He, he brought so much to the table for the super kids, and for the children. He did a lot for a lot of people with cancer at at, at the uh, uh, Duke Hospital. It's just a super guy, and I've been sort of down about that. Yeah, I bet so. And, and this was a uplifter today yeah. because something good happening yeah uh you've lost that, friends I, I lost my sister a, a month ago i you know it's uh, yeah, it's been tough but this show and work in general you get your mind on work and i have to keep my mind on what i'm doing whether it's in here or i can relax a little more in here but uh, especially uh during the week when i have to do all of those newscasts right. across the state <clears throat> it's um you know, you you, you got to concentrate, and that's good. You you block out problems. Sure, you have to. By the way, I bet you didn't know that Marilyn Monroe was a philosopher. <sighs> Marilyn, and, you know, I, there was a movie on when I got up early this morning. There was a she was in a movie in 1949. I'd never heard of it, and uh, boy, she looked good then too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's ironic that you mentioned yeah, her. Will. What it, is this, this from the Cliff Joyner this book? This Cliff Joyner, and here's what Marilyn Monroe said: <laughs> Sometimes things fall apart, so that better things can fall together. Marilyn Monroe. I never knew that she was a philosopher too. And that's something. Well, she uh, she was she was a really good actress, beautiful lady. And now she's a philosopher, apparently. Yeah. How about that? Well, by the way, people have been asking me what they say the dreary days of summer. I, I noticed if we've got time here, some dog the, days. Some, yeah, the dog days of summer. They're, they're they're not our most beautiful times in the garden. But I walked around this morning, and the on, the encore azaleas are going crazy. The tea olive osmanthus is getting ready to bloom and have that wonderful, wonderful scent. Mexican sunflowers were all kinds of butterflies around them. Cleome, 
or some people call it they, Cleo me. They're all over the place this year, yes, and I hadn't everywhere. noticed them as much in yeah. the last couple of years. So it's been a perfect year for them. And everybody should everybody should just throw some seeds out of that. Got to uh, have sun for that. You yep. need full sun for that. So Sanqua camellias are budding up, and we were talking about uh, canna lilies yesterday. Uh, I remember something that Pam said that I've tried. She said if they bloom one time, try to cut the bloom off and see if they'll come back. Well, I'd never done that, and it looks like something is maybe coming back. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But you can have you can have a good looking garden. Uh, just keep your keep your annuals watered, and and I like to put in more more perennials like tall. I, I talk about tall flocks all the time, but I don't know. I don't know how you can beat it, <clears throat> and you've you've got so much color with all the coleus and sun sun patients, uh, impatient. They're not impatient; they're patients. And you can have color this time of year. Just keep it watered. I'm so glad you. Uh, you know, I, when I'm walking around, uh, I, I take a couple of mile walk every day. I look at what's blooming. Look at how. You know, check out the the fragrances of the different seasons, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I, I've been waiting for for the sweet osmanthus because that's usually a time of um, in, you know, blooms in the fall. But I found that it is maybe because it's under stress, they they bloom several times a year, which yeah, is a I, real I, bonus. I, I get two and three sometimes. Absolutely. So I'm I'm glad you you did that. Um, look at things, and everybody should should take note of what's blooming at a certain time of year and. Think about well. I would like to have that in my yard to to have year-round color. Johnny, you still awake? Yes, sir. I'm okay. Awake. Is your wife uh, sweet autumn? Sweet autumn clematis uh, is you know, yeah. Sweet autumn clematis are blooming. Just I notice that. I consider them a weed because uh, they can be can be uh, a little invasive. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, yeah. We got some. My mother had some in her yard, and I brought some up here, and and you can't get rid of it. So, but it's it's a good thing if you want something that grows easily, but you've got to manage it. Now it does look good if you see something uh, a, a splash of white at a vine on you know in a wooded area on the edge of a wooded area right now. And I saw some going to Pittsburgh Thursday. It was uh, blooming up a storm. By the way, the uh, tomato place uh, on sixty four was open too. They hadn't been open for a couple of Saturdays. But, uh, but they they have uh, some new produce, I guess. So at any rate, uh, Johnny, I'm glad you're still awake, and uh, <laughs> we haven't used your services uh, much. I apologize oh, for that, but kind of a special occasion, I guess. Oh, great. Yeah, a very special occasion. Very well deserved. So um, let's talk to Doug. Doug's uh, been waiting a few minutes. Hey, Doug, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Couldn't be better. Well, congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you um, so much. I, I have two questions. The first question is uh, my neighbor uh, had a basically a common Bermuda lawn, and he they tore it all up, and they put in fescue. Unfortunately, they put in Kentucky 31 fescue, which is basically pasture grass, and they and it it filled in good, but it looks like you know what, and we want to go ahead and overseed it with a a finer fescue this fall, hopefully to 
smooth it out a little bit, what would you recommend? Um, I, I usually recommend whenever somebody wants to use a, a, a tall fescue, is using just use a blend. Just make sure it has at least three different varieties. I always uh, I, I like to recommend our sponsors, and Wyatt Corals is um, one of the oldest companies in this area, and they they sell a brand. It's a seed company, and they and a distributor, and they sell a, a, a just a, a wonderful blend of fescue. Um, the top choice is yeah, and if you look for Wyatt Corals, it's not sold everywhere, but it should be. If you look for Wyatt Corals products, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get a good product there. Okay. And it's made for this area. Yeah. And they usually do test the varieties that are in that, yeah, for, for this area. So that would, yeah, that would be, that would be one. But just, you know, just make sure that it does have at least a, a blend of three different tall fescues. That sort of um, hedges your bets that, that you're gonna have one of those varieties that, that do well, and, and hopefully, you know, for one like Top Choice, you might have all three of them that do well. So, um, yeah, that's the main thing. If he had Bermuda, he's probably going to have some Bermuda still coming in there, too. That's sort of a hard one to get rid of. We're fighting it all the time. I got fescues, too. But uh, would you just aerate it, or would you slit it good, make sure we get plenty of coverage? Well, I I think I would always aerate uh, and prepare the soil, Johnny. Yeah, core aeration is definitely the way to go and um, uh, to prepare the soil. It gives a, you know, it, it would, with the seeds, your main thing is to get seed to ground contact. So that's what you're trying to do, and that core aeration will help you do that, uh, get more seed to, seed to ground contact and, and get it get a better germination rate for sure. So I uh, would definitely, right. definitely recommend that and coming up on the season, of course, to to do that, uh, even though the temperatures aren't agreeing with us this coming week, but uh, <laughs> we are coming up into September, and uh, September is the beginning of the meteorological um, fall. So, right. you know, Rufus, I have one more question for you. Uh, yes, sir, Doug. You mentioned Crockett. Is that the guy that was the Jimmy V thing? At the yes, sir. Reed. He's that, involved that, in so much that uh, was big distributing deal. company yeah. for uh, beverages. What <clears throat> happened? Uh, he contracted a terrible, terrible infection. Oh, my goodness. And it, it took our dear friend away, Doug, in about two and a half days. Really? And yes. And, and it's just been s- such a blow to so many of us. And he helped so many people in so many, many ways. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I always refer to him as the little guy with a big heart. He was such a sweet guy. Sweet uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, Oh, had had you worked had, had you worked with us on the the Jimmy V or the Super Kids or what? Yeah, I've been doing the Jimmy V for twenty four years. Since back when Terry Coma used to be the guy. Oh wow! When he was here. Oh, of course, and, and, uh, yeah, Doug. Hello, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the golfer that the, the <laughs> with the weird last name Bogey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug Bogey. Yeah. Can you believe that, Mike? I, I, Doug. I have heard. I have heard that name. <laughs> How about that? So nice of you to call this morning. Yeah, well, uh, when did that happen, Rufus? He died Tuesday night. No. <clears throat> yes, this past Tuesday night about 7 o'clock. Whew. Affected a lot of people's lives. Uh, mm. he, his service, he will be a visitation Monday night, uh, 
I can't remember the name of the well-known funeral home there in in Durham, and then Tuesday at 2 o'clock at the Duke Chapel, there will be a funeral service. Wow. What a special place that is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, What what time is the uh, service again, Rufus? The service is at 2 o'clock at the Duke Chapel on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Okay. All and right. visitation is Monday at the funeral home in Durham. There. Yes, it's a vi- right. visitation Thank Monday night, and Tuesday day at two o'clock is the funeral. Thank you so much. Uh, that that breaks my heart. He was yep. such a good friend. Yep. Well, Doug, plant a plant something in your yard for uh, that will remind you of Crockett. <laughs> I will. I know Rufus I, will. Yeah, that, that's that's a habit I've had for years, Doug. I plant plants in remembrance of my of my deceased friends, and I when I walk around the garden, I can say, "Oh, that's General Andrews. That's my my yeah. my Aunt Johnsy. This is my friend Crockett." And yeah. Crockett will Crockett will get a a very beautiful camellia. Wow! Yeah, that's nice. I bet. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doug. Have very a, much. Have a great day. You too. Yeah. All right. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF, 919-860-9783. Johnny, anything else that you wanted to mention about uh, the uh, grass or preparing uh, grass yeah, seed uh, for the fall? Uh, this is def- definitely the time uh, to start paying attention to your to your cool season grass. Most of the time in this area it's going to be the tall fescues. Uh, There's some people that'll that'll put a blend of, of Kentucky bluegrass in there, but, but most of the time it's going to be the um, the, the uh, tall fescues in this area. And, you know, also fertilization, uh, that's that's going to be important coming up. You want to, um, if you haven't done a soil test, you want to get that, that done uh, in lieu of a soil test, you know, putting down one pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet on your fescue, uh, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, and Valentine's Day are your three benchmarks for putting out the, the, the nitrogen. Um, and if you've done a soil test and have have that analysis, uh, whatever they recommend on that soil test, do that. Uh, whatever the recommendation for that um, on the, the fall application, but then your November and your February application, you're just going to do nitrogen. Uh, because the, the, the fall application should satisfy your, your soil test requirements. And any lime, a lot of people will put lime down, um, but unless you know what the pH is, uh, I would I would not do the lime. I would uh, make sure I did a, a soil test. And you can lime any time of the year. So you can you can apply the lime any time. So you just uh, get that soil test, and find out the pH, find out what the re- uh, recommendation is for the lime before liming, because uh, you just don't know. I've gotten a lot of soil tests back here recently, but you know, pH is up in the 7s, you know, 7, 7.0, 7.2, and, and you don't need to add lime if it's that high, so uh, make sure you need to add the lime before you, you do that, but it's yeah, definitely a good time of year to, to start renovating, um, whether it's a total renovation or just reseeding of your, your cool season grasses. It's definitely coming up, and also um, trying to control your, your cool season broadleaf weeds. Uh, a lot of these don't show up until later in the year or even early spring. Um, it's a good time to put out a pre-emergent for that. 
But remember, if you put out a pre-emergent to control your, your cool season broadleaf, that you can't reseed um, that same area because a lot of the pre-emergence, of course, you're not going to know the difference between a grass seed and a, and a broadleaf weed. So you don't want to put out a broadleaf uh, pre-emergent herbicide and then come back and reseed. Uh, just read the label, whatever they, they recommend as far as the seeding after uh, doing that. But you're going to really miss a big part of the, the season if, if you do that. So it, you know, you've got to, it's a timing thing with the pre-emergence. You can't uh, just put that pre-emergence out and reseed right behind it because uh, you will not get a very good germination rate. <laughs> All right, and, and go online to uh, Turf Files. It's an yeah, NC exactly. State, uh, and, and you, can, you can get a lot of information, calendars. Uh, they have a lot of information about diseases and weeds. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, you can download a copy of Carolina Lawns, which uh, certainly will, will help you some. We're going to take a break and be back. Yeah, what would you say, Johnny? I was just saying that's a great resource, yes. It is. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. We'll talk to Robert and uh, Carlston and others straight ahead here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Ooh, that's our cue. Uh, 919-860-9783. Boy, it's been a quick morning. been kind of an unusual morning. Uh, it's not often that you're told that you've been elected to the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. So um, let's, let's go to a person ironically next, who has been a part of uh, the reason this show has been a success, Nelsa Cox. Hey, Nelsa. Well, congratulations, Michael. You <laughs> so deserve that. I'm so proud of you. That is awesome. And I like the fact that you call me Michael. I, you know, I've, I've been Mike ever since I've been in broadcasting because it was easier to use that. It flowed better. But, you know, growing up, people I grew up with and my family called me Michael, and Melissa calls me Michael. I appreciate that, Nelson. So you, can, you can call me Michael anytime. Well, <laughs> Thank you, though. If I call you Michael, usually if I call you Michael, you've either done something grand and great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do it for the Midland stuff, too. Uh, that's great. Right. Thank you. Right. you. You doing all right? Everything good at the Garden Hut? Yes, sir. We're a little warm, and we've got a few little naps going around here, buzzing in your ears. Yeah, that's Plank sandy soil. Yep. They always but, have naps. Um, you know, we've got a good crowd of folks in here this morning, and uh, Rufus, hey, sir, and I'm so sorry for your loss, and um, I just hope you guys have a great weekend, and, and be thankful for all the plants that we can grow. Amen. Amen. Be thankful for our friends, friends, Thank too, you. like you. Like you, Michael. Thank you for all you've done for this show and all the good listeners and uh, your following. So oh. uh, here's to, to more time. I like Mikey, too, because Bart Rittner used to call me Mikey. He always called me Mikey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Not not many people have called me that over the years, but uh, as long as you call me something. Thank you, Nelsa, so much. Right. We love you. Guys, be well, be blessed. Yes, ma'am. We love you. Bye. Uh, let's see, Carlton, he's on the border of Green and Wayne Counties. 
I wonder if he's had any of that uh, Green County elixir, that uh, sweet potato vodka. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Carlton, how are you? Good morning. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you very, very much. I'm, I am overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't had any of that Green County elixir. All right. Uh, but I'll have to have to find that. Listen, I have a quick question. Uh, I'm not sure who's on the panel this morning, but do you have a, a pecan tree expert? Well, Johnny Johnny Coley is probably uh, fits that bill. He's the extension agent for Person and and also for Granville County, and uh, his family owned a nursery for a long time. Johnny, what say you about uh, pecans? Are you are you an expert? They're great in pies. <laughs> great in pies. Okay, what's your question, Carlton? <laughs> well, let me tell you, my son has a. Uh, a beautiful little piece of property out in that area, and it has a beautiful pecan grove with 42 trees in it, and they never produce. They, uh, they I, I shouldn't say they don't produce. They do have pecans on them, but before they get the opportunity uh, to harvest them, they fall off the trees. And they start when they're very young, about the size of your little finger, and, you know, right on up to thumb size. And they'll all fall off before uh, they're harvested. Now, I can only give you the history of these trees for the past two years because that's how long we've had the property. So other than, I don't know the history on them. Yeah. How many trees do you have? There's 42 of them. 42. Wow. Um, and I'm sure at some point, uh, just as we, we see these groves around uh, the state of North Carolina, I'm sure that they have been there a long time and have produced. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, I mean, first, so it's, it's pollination, but that many trees, you're going to have pollination would not be an issue. Pecan trees are sort of unique in that they um, – you have two different types of, of pecans, and, and one of the types, the, the, the male puts off the pollen, and the other type, the female, is receptive when those put off and, and vice versa. So uh, they do have a little bit of a pollination issue, but with 42 trees, uh, I'm going to assume that's not a problem um, uh, because they will probably plant it, so they would be. Um, so I don't, I, I'll be honest, I've not, where to go so the last two years that you've had them they've done the same same problem yeah well let, let me ask carlton a question carlton yeah, i have us has them i have four hundred hundred year old trees at the house they're they're fantastic but about uh uh seven or eight years ago the worms got in them and and they, they go they go fully fully developed Worms, worms crawl off the ground, up the tree, and then they fall off. Are you sure you don't have worms? Because uh, if, if you have worms, you've got to treat that ground at a certain time of the year to keep those worms from crawling up the tree. Have you noticed any holes in the pecans? I have not. The pecans that fall off the tree and are on the ground look just like perfect, immature pecans. So when if you opened them up, you'd have green green meat. Uh, I haven't done that, but I will. 
Uh, yeah. Like a, like a the pecan weevil is what that is. Yeah. Um, sort of at loss for why they just fall off uh, premature. And they, yes, yeah. they do have a, they do have a few black specks on them. The ones that are hanging on the trees, I'm looking at them now, and they do look like they have uh, black specks, but they're not. Don't look like insect specks. Uh, that's probably scab. That's a fungus that will get on them because um, uh, the outer the outer shell there, that green is actually a modified leaf that will get scab. Um, that's a that's a disease. I think the the insect rufus that you're speaking, I think, is the weevil, pecan weevil. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. That, that will climb up the tree and then, yeah, lay its eggs in the We, in we the just fruit. split one open, and it looks like a help, like whatever a healthy inside looks like, it, it looks fine. Yeah. Hmm, well, that, that's, that's not worms, then. Yeah. Not, not the weevil I'm talking about, because they go in there early. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about fertilization. I, uh, I'm not sure they've ever been fertilized. Uh, I don't know if that would help, or sure it won't hurt. I just well, um, it won't hurt. Yeah, usually you find usually those those problems will show up in the growth of the of the plant. Uh, I would I'd recommend doing a soil test. Um, it's a little late in the season now to be putting fertilizer out because, again, like pruning, fertilizer is going to encourage new growth. We don't want to do that right now, so wait until they're, you know, probably spring, early spring um, for fertilization. But I would I would get a soil test and see. Um, it does sound more like a, a pollination issue for, for whatever reason, um, and it could be the weather during the time that they, uh, they are actually – you know, pollinating, you know, the, as far as the pollen goes. Right. Uh, yeah. But, well, and and pecans do have, they, they'll skip years, but you're you're getting the fruit. So that, I was uh, I was just looking, uh, Nelsa Cox uh, just texted me uh, and uh, Carlton. She says, apply zinc. Yeah. Uh, number one reason is uh, lack of water in April and uh, may cause uh, the dropping in July and August. Also, they need severe pruning. So, it, okay. it well these these trees are these trees are pretty well loaded with pecans right now. But yeah, they won't they won't stay on the tree too much longer. Right, but you've got I know zinc is is very very the 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 mineral I hear most associated with pecans and groves is zinc uh, applying zinc yeah. properly now uh, how do you apply that you got you've got a uh, <laughs> i i'm mostly a professional yeah. tree company they drill down carlton and squirt it in to the root system that way you can't i, I don't think you can just throw zinc on the ground not with and, not with a, a grove like that uh, yeah. a, a long established yeah, grove a lot of- a lot of pecan fertilizers do have the, the zinc in it. I mean, it's a micro micronutrient, so you, you could, uh, of course, with trees, it's difficult to do a foliar application. But a lot of the micros, you can do a foliar application, but that's that's not practical with <laughs> with pecan. Carlton, if you if you go online and and look up uh, growing pecans in North Carolina, if you type that in to Mister Google. Their NC State Extension Service has a 
uh, something you can read about uh, pecans. And I don't know if this is information that you need, if this will help, but uh, or if it's just more for commercial growers. But uh, it 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 gives a lot of information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, guys. If it's any indication. Uh, how these trees out here aren't what everybody else has. It ought to be a bumper crop of pecan. Let's just hope everybody else stays on the trees before they fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, if you you may know someone, I, I would probably, I don't know anybody who grows pecans, so I would go to the state farmer's market in Raleigh. There are people okay. who sell pecans. If those people who are selling them don't, grow them if they've got them from someplace else they can tell you where i would talk to somebody who grows pecans for a living since you have so many yeah okay guys thank you so much i appreciate it and enjoy your show now are you truly right on the border of green and wayne or do you claim one or the other no sir we're we we have a little place out it's actually wayne okay yeah but it's you know just a few skipping a jump to green county well that's god's country out there that's yes it is nice country nice. yeah take care carlton thank you so much for listening and being a part of the show yes sir thank you very much have a good day you too all right more of the weekend gardener coming up we'll talk to uh steve and roxana roxana is calling calling us from greensboro this morning more of the weekend gardener straight ahead it's ten forty-seven. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And I guess this is one day we didn't run it into the ground, but uh, it's been a nice day. Yeah, some other professionals, uh, people who should be given awards, King's Auto Service. King's, um, you know, each season really brings problems. The heat, oh my gosh, the heat has brought so many problems this year. To your car, to your battery, to your tires, to your hoses, belts, to the engine itself, uh, maybe to the interior, the dashboard. It, it just, it's heat really robs us of a lot of things. King's Auto Service believes in being proactive with the maintenance in your car and the effects of the hot weather. Now is the time, right now, go next week and get the belts, hoses, fluid levels checked. Make sure the tread depth in your tires is at maximum strength for handling, maximum depth. Control of your vehicle is so important. King's Auto Service can also help you with a lot of preparation for your car so you don't have to spend a lot of money when it breaks down. You're going to spend more money then. So do that next week. Make an appointment. Now, this this is uh, such an odd thing. Catalytic converters being stolen because of the precious minerals inside. And uh, some cars like the Toyota Prius are fairly susceptible to that. So they have come up with something at King's called a cat shield that they can put over a cover to prevent these catalytic converters from being stolen. Give them a call next week. Let them help you out with all of that. Also, if you have a hybrid vehicle, they are hybrid technicians. They're certified 
and they can help you diagnose and give you uh, some advice with the high voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for a replacement. This usually happens 150,000 miles or so. So call Kings on Monday, get a courtesy battery analysis. That'll help. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Loop. Yeah, you can get a fast oil change there too. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Let's go to Rox- Roxana in Greensboro. Roxana, good morning. You're on the Weekend Gardener. Hello, Roxana. Did we lose Hello? her? Yeah, there we are. How are you, Roxana? Welcome. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm traveling, so... Uh... I'm, I'm coming in and out of y'all, so That's I'm going to be real quick. Sure. I spoke to y'all uh, several months ago. I don't know if you remember, but I'm the one who had the 40-foot crepe myrtle that uh, was sitting on top of my septic tank. 40-foot crepe myrtle sitting on top of your cr- septic yes, tank. I do so remember that. I had that. to have the tank pumped, and that's how I found out that the roots were, of course, <laughs> all over the little uh, tank. Yes. So long story short, I did get the tree cut down. It was unbelievable. Uh, how thick it was, how big it was, but uh, now the little situation is this: <laughs> out where the uh, and I went and planted grass, was so excited and put new soil down. I thought, well, that's all over with. Well, actually, it's not. There looks like it's about two hundred little crepe uh, myrtles that have popped up. You don't so, need any much of a root system at all; just a tiny bit of root system for that to happen, right, Johnny? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would be very common. Um, now so she can dig those out. Them. She can dig. She can dig those out. She could also use a broadleaf herbicide and and get rid of them too. Okay. Now um, tell me what the what grass. I did to. What, well, excuse me. The gentleman who cut cut it down and did a beautiful job. I went and got is it calcium chloride? That's that, that's safe for uh, septic tanks. No, it was copper sulfate. Copper sulfate. Okay. Are y'all still there? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, yeah, And, and yeah. that's what I put because I, I read where that was safe to put around a tank. Right. Well, that was supposed to kill the roots. But I have uh-huh. been out there. I have pulled them up. Some of them are hard as the dickens don't want to pull up. I actually sprayed Roundup on it the other day. That looked like it helped them. I mean, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, by golly. It yeah. is. And I, I know. It is so frustrating. Oh, all these little. Yeah. Well, you said great myrtle seedlings, you know. But they just don't want to give up. I, I have uh, I've had a neighbor who was who was out there not long ago digging digging up because they had tried and tried and tried to get rid of uh, this crepe myrtle that they had had there. It was a beautiful crepe myrtle, but it keeps wanting to come back, like more microscopic particles or something out there. Well, that's yeah. that's what this did. So I, I don't know where else. But back to the gentleman who said the herbicide what yeah uh, johnny uh, a broad a broadleaf weed a broad killer leaf. should not hurt yeah. the grass but yeah, that's something exactly. yeah like uh, weed be gone is is yeah, one of the more 24d or 24d in the camba just be careful with the drift you don't want to do it on a, a yeah. day or because that'll, that'll kill trees yeah. too uh, well, i understand that but no did the uh so the roundup's not a good choice i mean that's about the same as a weed be gone isn't it well, Roundup would kill grass and and most everything else. It uh, you can you can try. And what about with the septic tank? Is that 
is that okay with the broadleaf weed killer on the surface, uh, Johnny? You shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd have any problems with that. I've never never heard of any issues with spraying broadleaf on top of a septic tank. So, so, so we'd be gone would be it. safe. It should be. Yeah, you want something with the active ingredient two four D. Um, okay, and, got it. And that, that would be your broadleaf herbicide. And that should, yeah, that should do it. I won't, like Mike was saying, that will not hurt your your grass, but it will, it, will, it should knock your crepe nettles back, the seedlings or the root suckers that's coming up. Yeah. Um, could she paint it with. Uh, if, if you had enough surface there, yeah, she could cut them and then paint it with the glyphosate, and which yeah. is wound up, uh, and just paint it with the top okay. of that. that yeah, you could do that. Do that paint too. It with what now? You can you can take some. Uh, in fact, I think they make something called wands that have two uh, that have the uh, uh, round, sponge-like thing. On yeah, they have Roundup, okay, and you can yeah, you can yeah. kind of paint these. I know that's tedious, but oh, um, uh, the okay. broadleaf weed killer you can you can try that, but just be careful with the drift. Make sure you yeah. you do it close yeah. to it so well, you I'm, don't do it on yeah. a windy day. I'm gonna have to give oh, a yeah. little little bit of of ex- personal experience advice on this. Uh, obviously, you don't have a huge patch of grass. I I have killed only been able to kill, uh, and I love crepe myrtles. myrtles. <laughs> I've only been able to kill them with two applications of Roundup. Okay. And and if and if you kill the grass, it's not a huge, obviously not a huge patch of grass. Grass, you can start all over again. Now I okay. I, I agree with Johnny, but. The, I, I just don't think the 2,4-D can, can come near to killing them as okay. will, will a roundup. Well, try that, Roxana, yeah. and report back to us. Okay. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations. Thank Thursday. you so much. Okay. Thank you all very much. Bye-bye. Yes, bye. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, we got about 30 seconds. Steve and Garner. Yeah. Hey, uh, the, the paint thing is the best thing to do. She can do that with the leaves, too. She could go out there with the Roundup in a in a small container yep. and use one of those dollar dollar store sponge brushes uh-huh. and just paint the leaves. Okay. If she doesn't want to cut it, she could also paint the stem if she wants to cut it. And we got to uh, go, Steve. A lot of success with the pure, right? Just pure. Uh, got to go. You guys can't advocate that. We we got to go. Steve. <laughs> we got to go. Yes. The show's over. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. And Johnny. congratulations to Mike again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Rufus. We'll see you next week. God love you, everybody.